0: Hello TD Fantasy listeners, Jamie Eisner here telling you about the ultimate fantasy football draft experience. You've heard us talk about it on the show before, Fantasy Football at Sea. Think about what you were doing this past draft night. Were you just sitting on your couch? Were you stuck at the office hoping your boss didn't see you? That's no fun at all. Isn't fantasy football supposed to be fun? Why not upgrade and do your 2019 draft on a cruise to the Bahamas where you can get the best advice and party with the top fantasy analysts and former NFL players. Beach, Sun, Fantasy Football, TD Fantasy will be there. That is a tough combo to beat. Go to fantasyfootballatc.com for more information and learn how you can book today.
1: It's the TD Fantasy. The TD Fantasy Podcast. The TD Fantasy Podcast. With your hosts Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians.
2: Welcome into the TD Fantasy Podcast. Paige DeMarco, Jake Garains, Jamie Eisner, and it is the first official playoff edition. We are excited. We got some great games to get into, but before we do that, we're going to rank the coaching uh, jobs available. We're going to go through those staffs. And nothing is officially quarter open. of the
1: league, open. eight
2: games or eight, eight jobs that are available. And we're going to go through the NFL.com is a really great coaching tracker. So if you want to go check it out, you can go to NFL.com. You can see all the guys that have interviewed some of the people that have been linked to jobs, all the reporting that's been done. It's a really easy way to kind of keep track of all this that's going on because there is a lot going on when you have that many jobs available. There is a lot of rumors. There's a lot of interviews happening, so it's hard to keep up on all that. So, not like to mention
1: a really weird year because there's not a lot of candidates. There's no, there isn't. Candidates. There's not a lot of big names, yeah. great guys. No, there's not a lot of
2: sexy candidates. No. Like, there's not there's not a lot of guys who I feel like are going to win the press conference this year because I don't think that there's going to be there's eight jobs. I think
1: there's a couple of fan bases that are going to go. Who is that? Yeah. I agree. When that when it's all said and done, I mean, I think I, a couple I, of them will win the press conference. I, 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 think, I think a couple of them maybe half. Go, wait, wait, let me Google this guy. Who Who is this? they do going have to talk themselves into being excited instead of going, oh, my God, we hit a home run.
2: Well, I'm going to tell you. We'll talk about it in a minute. But the- There
1: just aren't that many hot assistants right now. No, I mean, there's for, not. because everybody true. wants the next McVay and Shanahan. I, those- I keep telling everybody, they're, they're, they're not out there. And by
0: the way, how many of those assistants over the last few years have gone elsewhere? Aside from Josh McDaniels, everybody else in the last like two or three years, there's been all of those, hey, watch these guys in the next few years. They all got jobs.
2: Yeah. yeah. And then – or John DeFillippo got fired. Yeah. So, like, the, the – well, A quick rise and yeah, a quick fall. Yeah, a quick, a quick yeah. rise and a quick fall. I mean, there's – these guys are just not – Jake has told you guys. And he knows because he's been – he watched his dad coach for many years. This is They don't grow on trees. These guys that grow yeah. up in the NFL that know, you know, the Sean McVay's of the world. Yes, he's young, but he's been in, in football his entire life.
1: And, like, Brown is his, his quarterback coach who we'll talk to he's linked to a bunch of jobs. Okay, but you were a GA not too long ago. You're yeah. not. You're not Sean McVay just because you sit in the same room with him. You don't no. pick up stuff by assimilation. Your no. brain. The brain waves aren't going from <laughs> one to the other.
2: Definitely. Yeah,
1: you're going to get better, but you're still really young. By the way, people. Sean McVay has freaking Wade Phillips and Fossil. Thank the you. Best yes. special teams Thank coordinator you. in the league and Thank one of the you. best defensive coordinators for the last thirty years.
2: Yes, and he. he I mean, he's not doing this on he, his own. Yeah, no. he put
0: himself in a very strong position to succeed.
2: For sure, it's, and that. that Kudos to the Rams for putting for putting together and allowing for that to happen because Sean McVay put together a staff that makes a lot of sense for a young guy who was completely unproven. He said, Listen, I'm the young guy here. I'm gonna go make sure that on the other side of the football, it's somebody who's been coaching football. I don't for have to worry years. about
1: those two phases of the game. I'm glad you mentioned staff, because one thing you're gonna hear me talk about a lot when we go through these guys is what staff are they bringing? There's 15 to 20 guys that make up how good your team is going to be. And it ain't just the dude answering the press conference questions after the game. That is a lot of it, but it's very little really when it comes down to who's game planning for the hundred hours. These guys work a week.
2: I watch an ungodly amount of television about football. Okay. And I, people know that, okay. We, we all watch a lot of football, Absolutely. but right now I'm I, it's I, right now I'm watching more because I'm, I'm always intrigued by the conversations around coaches. And this time of the year, last year I was even more dialed in because the bears were one of these teams mm-hmm. that were searching for a head coach. Right. But I think because I, we live in Arizona, there's a lot of candidates that are, or a lot of jobs that are available. I'm watching constantly. I'm not joking. I have yet to hear one national pundit, You talk about that angle, not one, not one, not one conversation about, yes. Okay. Is Cliff Kingsbury going to run a good offense? Perhaps, perhaps, but he just got fired. Like you said, off the podcast from his alma mater. Okay. And he had the worst defense, a non-existent defense in college football. And he runs
1: Mike Leach's offense, which parts of which will translate, but here's what people forget. There's guys on an offensive and defensive staff that spend a 100 hours a week for Sean McVay and Kyle Kyle Shanahan. They're calling the plays. Go back to my dad calling the plays. There's guys doing the work that are breaking down the film, and there's guys that break down those notes of that film, (laughs) and they're breaking down the next four games of the opponent that's coming up and all the things that go into calling plays. What NFL minds is Cliff Kingsbury bringing with him that are veterans to lean on you go back to, the, like, Tom Moore being on my dad's staff. Yeah. People laughed at those 84-year-old guy, Tom Moore. You clearly you haven't listen, met Tom
2: Moore. If you listen if to Tom Moore,
1: have a Chardonnay, and talk football. They okay. can go back to week seven. In 2001, Peyton Manning's rookie year. Why we call it this play? Because the linebacker was out. The guy who was filling in for him had a bad MCL. And we played him two weeks before, and we're gonna. This is how we're gonna attack that. He can tell you why they yeah. put that in on Monday.
2: Yeah, y'all From, think y'all think it's impressive that a 34 year old does that? And Sean um, McVay Watch an 84 year old. If, if, if
1: I have down. a young quarterback, there's nobody I want talking to, talk to more than Tom Moore. Right, I mean, and, it, and, that's just, and maybe Tom's time has passed, But I'm just like, who does King? Who a lot of these guys? Not just Kingsbury. Who are they leaning on to say, For coach, sure. when you did this, because you know what? I go back to something my dad said a long time ago, too. We talk about guys, coach, sleeping in the office. Yeah. This game ain't that damn hard. Do what you do and do it well. But you got to have guys you can lean on that all have the same philosophy that you've been through battles with sure. that know what you do. 100%. If you take a job and it takes you a while to figure out what you do, you're not going to have a lot of success in this league. Oh. And if you don't fully understand
0: what Jake is saying, I, I would encourage you to go on Amazon, go on YouTube, go look up the 30 for 30 that ESPN did on the two bills, on Belichick and Parcells. Yes. And especially when they talk about what they were doing when they were both with the Giants and how they prepared for games. And what Bill Parcells as the head coach's role was, what Bill Belichick's role as the defensive coordinator, what Al Groves' role was, what Romeo Cornell's role was, and how, that, how they built – all of those pieces around a game plan. And then how – that yes, Parcells, is, if Parcells says, yeah, I'm calling this play. He calls the play. He calls the shot. Right. But he is relying on all of those pieces underneath to prepare.
1: Because you know what? Sometimes a coach will go to assistant and say, what should I run here? I mean, I go back to when I was in junior high and my dad's in Kansas City as running back coach. Listen to this staff. Marty Schottenheimer is the head coach. Bill Cowher is the defensive coordinator. Tony Dungy is the secondary coach. Herman Edwards was a scout he wasn't even on the team <laughs> on offense. Howard Mudd was the offensive line coach. My dad was running back coach. Joe Pendry was the, the uh, offensive coordinator.
2: Is that is a staff. Stars? Yeah.
1: Like the, you get stuff done. Go back to when the Steelers won the Super Bowl in 2005. Bill Coward's the head coach. My dad's the receiver coach and kind of passing game guy. Ken Wisenhunt and Russ Grimm. Offense coordinator, offensive line coach did the running game, but they all did it together. For that sure. collaboration is how you're good. They knew what they did. They knew what they were going to do, and they, and they did they it really know. well. Okay. I don't, I don't, and Dick LeBeau was on that staff too. Right, and you, mean, to, and seen you seen don't have to worry about the defense. <laughs> yeah. Mike Tomlin inherited that same thing yeah. with Dick sure. LeBeau, and then my dad was, became the coordinator. But you, I don't see that in a lot of staffs anymore. No. Like you, This is only 13 years later.
2: Yeah.
1: You, that is a lost art of – hiring the best assistant coaches. By the way, the longer you wait in this process, the fewer good so the assistants hard, I was are out there. Say, the and hard 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 right this now, becomes. I mean, we go back to Atlanta. That job's not open cuz Dan Quinn fired everybody yeah. and said I'll be the defense coordinator basically. Yeah. Which But like there's a Jim Jim Bob Cooter, fired yeah. another offensive co- coordinator job open, another really good guy on the street. This looking sure. for a job. Like you don't see a lot of this collaboration anymore.
2: No, you don't see a lot of the crab collaboration. And I think that's why what the Rams have done should be talked about a little bit more. Because all we hear about when we talk about the L.A. Rams is Sean McVay. Right. It, we, we never hear about what Wade Phillips is doing. We never hear about everybody else. And that's this, all we hear
1: about. I mean, look or John you. Fossil. Yeah. By the yeah. way, he's phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. Phenomenal at his
0: job. But look at your team, What yeah. they, they bring in Matt Nagy, a young coach, fairly unproven, offensively minded. They have advantage over him. Yeah, I mean, that's a big. Let's go back to the, those the dominant Eagles teams in the mid two thousands. You know what, Andy? We didn't have to worry about defense because he had Jim Johnson on staff. Exactly. For sure. Like I mean, the, that the is hits, how you build no, a the, winner.
2: But the Bears is a very good example because Matt Nagy. Guess what? The Bears had to do. They had to pay Vic Fangio a lot of money to make sure that he was going to stay and not go take a head coaching job. Because guess what? He thought he deserved to be the Bears head coach, and the Bears were like, Nah. You think
1: anybody writing that check didn't think that money's worth it? But what they're paying Hello. for the Mac is worth it. I, Hello.
2: Mean, I mean, it's that was, that was the discussion. Listen, Matt Nagy knows he, I've, I watch, I'll
1: tell you what another great show would be. Not to cut you off. No, go ahead. We ought to break down every decent team in the league yeah. and look at the staffs. Yeah. for sure. And I promise you, there's a really good head guy. And there's a lot of guys in his image that have been with him for a while. You go back yeah. to Belichick and all the guys he's lost. He identifies talent early on yeah. and he molds them in his image of what he wants. For sure. So that, that message of what we do is this, Game ain't that damn hard for the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Always stays the same. For sure. Now that can change week to week, but what we do is what we do. Yeah. It, it's it's lost, and it's pissing me off going through these searches of one. Some of the guys that are up for some of these jobs just piss me off because they don't deserve. It. They, well, haven't, perfect, they haven't paid their dues. I'm watching a, a guy like transition. my dad for forty years. Yeah. Yeah not get a shot when a guy's been a coordinator for one year and doesn't call a play just because we had a good year.
2: Or he had no success in college football and all of a sudden is a sexy candidate in Kingsbury. I'm a
1: a big Cliff Kingsbury fan. Yeah. I I really am. I I think he did a phenomenal job. He's innovative, but it's another guy from the Mike Leach system that yes, we're seeing parts of that in the NFL now, but you know what the bears did that I loved in December, (laughs) they ran it down your freaking throat. Yep. You got to have that aspect and you got to have guys that know how to do that. Who's your offensive line coach in the yeah. NFL? That might be the most important hire, other than your coordinators, that you have on a team.
2: That's, honestly. you know what? There's like
1: five that are really good. I was going to
2: say, my favorite hire that the Bears did is they went to Notre Dame. Got and they one said, of the best in the, the business. Best, one of the best, if not the best in the business. Notre Dame had a factory of yes. offensive linemen that they were putting into the NFL draft. And the Bears said, yeah, bringing you back. We want yeah. you to coach this offensive line. Yes. And look at what the offensive line has done in Chicago this year that's a huge part of it and it doesn't get discussed enough. But let's let's go through these jobs. So we're looking at Miami, Cleveland, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, New York Jets, Arizona Cardinals, Denver Broncos and the Cincinnati Bengals. What is the worst job? Cincinnati. What's, okay. Yeah. Consensus there. I think they I, don't pay
1: a lot. It's, yep. it's a weird organization with ownership and what you have to do as a head coach, you have a small staff, you have a tiny scouting department. And I go back to you live in Cincinnati, they don't pay a lot. Yeah. And Seems by the fun. way, you're the worst team in the division, and it's probably going to stay that way for a little while.
2: Jamie? Even though same, you got a ton, go to of, the you got a ton same of talent. And
1: yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's
2: – All right. Of the, next, of the next available jobs, who's the worst? Miami, Cleveland, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, New York Jets, Arizona Cardinals, Denver Broncos?
1: Cardinals. Yeah, Arizona's my second one as well.
2: Okay.
1: With I'm going to surprise you with Green Bay not being far behind. Ooh. Everybody thinks that's the premier job because of Aaron Rodgers. It's a bad roster. It's not – they're not that good.
2: No, they're not that good. They're good because Aaron Rodgers is on that if team.
1: If they have a full <laughs> plethora of weapons and Jimmy Graham is gone and they actually have a tight end, their offensive line stays healthy, you don't have to put a great defense out there to win a lot of games. But it's not a great job because that hasn't been the case.
2: So, And I would go back to Arizona quickly. I think the, the thing with Arizona that we're looking at now is – Mike McCarthy doesn't want to come here. That's that's a that's that's a bad sign for Arizona that you're looking at somebody and you're going, Hey, we might want to go hire a veteran guy and he's not wanting to coach that team. Who are they gonna bring here? Because this is this is kind of the conversation that's From I've all
1: accounts, here. they want to go offense. Yes. That's Adam Gase is in That's all, all
2: the guys that have been re- Talked about for them. When
1: this started, I wouldn't think Adam Gase would be that great of an inter- of a candidate, but I like what he's done. Yeah. You know, I, I like. I really like what they did this year. I thought he I did agree. a hell of a job. Cause I, he was my guy to get fired before Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think they were going to be very good. He did a hell of a job, but now you have a, an offensive head coach that calls plays great with quarterbacks, great relationship with Peyton Manning, but he now has experience. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of these other guys were talking about. Yeah. He also could bring an NFL staff. He's an NFL sure. guy. Yeah. yeah. That's a good hire. But from all accounts, he's interviewing four other places, three other places Yeah. And those are we're about to talk about. They're better options. He's, he's
2: kind of a sexy pick right now. Actually, he's one of the one of the probably win the press conference type of conversations because when you're looking at these some of these guys, and looking at this list. He at least has head coaching experience, and he's won, yeah. and he had, the, and I in a really, really tough division. with they really,
1: playing the Patriots, one
2: hundred percent with a backup think, quarterback this year. Yeah,
0: I do think Arizona needs an offensive guy because your your quick path out of the hole in the next three years is that Josh Rosen's a superstar. Yeah, because if he's not.
1: It's going to be a long time. I don't know that I I don't know that the head guy has to be an offensive guy for that's that old, like every two years, we're going to go offensive guys. We're going to go defensive guys. Why is Chuck Pagano not being looked at by the Arizona Cardinals? Why is Jim Caldwell, if you want an offensive guy, Who's one yeah. who was been around a bunch of guys, yeah, he's NFL guy that could bring yeah. a staff. It's
2: not only like that, but your dad was an offensive guy, and they had a top ten defense every because single year. Because he
1: put year. an emphasis on making <laughs> sure we stopped the run. Yeah, no risk, sure. it, no biscuit. wasn't just on offense. They blitzed more than anybody in the yep. league, and they made sure yeah. they stopped the run. Sure. It was what we do.
2: Yeah, for sure. I have
1: guys that do what I want to do in my image as a head coach. That's where I have a problem with a lot of these other guys. But I think I think Gase probably has a decent staff. But I think yeah. Jim Caldwell and Chuck Pagano have deeper roots yeah, of where they, where they or can like reach that? and put a staff together.
2: All right. Of those next jobs, we said Green Bay. Uh, Jamie, do you have Green Bay in that same position? No, I have Miami. Okay. Green Bay. Miami. I see
1: that. I, I can agree with that. I just, I think Green Bay is towards the bottom of this yeah. because Aaron Rodgers, bottom four. The, bottom the other four. thing is, I mean, the other thing that pisses me off, we talk about this. I'm not a soapbox. day. <laughs> All these GMs and owners are talking about, I want a guy that's going to be here for 10 years. No, you don't. Cause it doesn't happen. No, ever. No, no. Cleveland's the only job open right now that somebody could be at for ten years. Yeah. I agree because they have their quarterback that's going have, to be there for ten years, and they, they ain't letting Baker Mayfield go. Away. No,
2: they have a young quarterback yeah. because Aaron Rodgers is going to be thirty six. People, he's not young, and he's had two major injuries. And oh, and by the way, one he just last got another game. concussion yeah. on the last game. Like it's not you're not talking about Aaron Rodgers at twenty six. You're talking about Aaron yes. Rodgers a decade later. It's you a much different. Conversation. What I'd like to
1: look at if I'm running a team right now and I have a job opening the Chuck Pagano is Jim Caldwell's the guy not don't give me the Brian Flores that's unproven that Bill Belichick said didn't deserve the, t- the title yet of defensive coordinator that's the
2: only thing I apparently need to he's to a
1: super him. impressive guy for sure like super impressive I'm not talking about him as a person or him as a coach I'm talking about his experience
2: for sure enough.
1: Chuck Pagano Jim Caldwell are going to have guys that they've coached that are future head coaches Hire me a guy to turn this around, to solidify things, to settle things down that maybe he's only going to be there for three or four years but the next guy might already be on that staff. Yeah.
2: Why well, does sure.
1: nobody talk about well, that? The other thing is it's a win-now league. You yeah. don't win, your ass yeah, is the, gone. The
2: only job that's not that is the Oakland Raiders. Well, They're the only team that's the, doing that.
1: Because that's the weird scenario.
0: But that's why when we talk on the show, I always talk about three- to five-year windows. Because yeah. anything beyond that is you're wasting we're wasting time. Yeah.
1: Sure, there are some coaches that coach six, seven, ten. And that's years. almost shrunk to two at yeah. this point because yeah. you can turn it around so fast. Yeah. Cardinals, a lot of cap room. Jets, a ton of cap room. Okay. Yeah. The Browns, have with rookie great young talent, and, sure. and all, all of them have with rookie, rookie, rookie quarterback, quarterback contracts, right? So you have that, cap space, yeah. that you can go make something happen.
2: All right, let's go. Let's get into these next four. So we're at the top four now. We've already talked about the bottom four. Cleveland, Tampa, New York Jets, Denver Broncos. What's the next job there? Bottom
1: one there, first, number four, I have Denver. Okay. I'd say Denver and Tampa are right there next to each other. Okay. I'd, I'd say Tampa a little bit ahead of them, just, just because I, them. I think Jameis Winston is a franchise quarterback. He just needs –
2: the right direction, the right
1: tutelage, and they've got some pieces.
2: Well, offensively, the weapons they have on some. offense
1: are significantly better than Denver's. I agree. That, now, really, I like Denver's a... guys; they're just yes. really, really young. Well, they're going they to have now. Manuel Sanders yeah. coming back helps, but they're they're going to have to figure out what they want to do offensively yeah. for
2: sure. I also and, and that defense
1: my, is getting old, so that's like the, they're the polar opposite of their defense is old and expensive. Yeah. yeah, their offense is young and cheap.
2: Yeah,
1: that's not a great combination. They're they're and, an eight and eight team again, yeah. kind of in that range. Right? For sure,
2: at the end of the day. Denver doesn't have Mike Evans. Like that's the nah, that's the biggest right. part of that. And I from a talent perspective, Jameis Winston is more talented than Case Keenum. I yes. understand that Case Keenum has had moments where he's looked great, including his season in Minnesota, but from a strictly,
1: the, the upside, strictly, even the upside
2: is yeah. not close. It's even not, the last
1: eight games, James 100%. played great. In the second yeah, half. it wasn't
2: their offense that had issues this year; It was their defense. They,
1: they can't stay healthy. Their defense—I think they had five or six yeah. defensive starters out for most of the year—and they had a little bit of offensive line issues. But yeah, I'd put the, both of them in. Right. The other problem here, if I'm looking, if I'm a head coach, and I'm looking at these right, and that's kind of how I'm ranking it. Yeah. Denver's expectations are win the Super Bowl. Yeah. So you better be winning the division yeah. be in the playoffs every year. Your ass is gone into yours, I.E. Vance Joseph. Yeah. Because it's but not so much. The yeah. Expectations aren't quite. Now they want to win championships, sure. but they have a little bit more real realistic expectations of what they are. and you're not dealing. Case. You're not working
0: for John Elway. Yeah. And that's the point too, because I do think as much as I, everybody wants to believe John Elway is untouchable, if he has another Van Joseph hire and they do this this around for another three four years, I don't think John Elway is all that untouchable. Never.
2: Yeah, I think they. I think he's had enough.
0: So there's a lot of pressure
1: on. But it's also John Elway. you yeah. like yeah. working for Peyton Manning. Yeah. That's not an easy thing to do. The no. expectations are extremely high on your coach and your quarterback. His yeah. best friend was Gary Kubiak, who retired because he didn't want to deal with him anymore. Yeah. I know. Like, you know that, I, that's why I put that one there. Denver's it's a great place to live, great job. They pay good money, great facilities, all sure. that kind of stuff. But you throw in all those things, I'd put it right. but Both of them kind both of right of these there teams are a few tweaks away from being a wild card contender. Yeah. So, I mean, there is even next year. From a like, talent a, perspective. are a few, they're few pretty, tweaks yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. From being I mean, they're, they're, a, they're a healthy offensive line where all yeah. five guys play together for 12 weeks. Yeah. And your stars stay healthy yeah. and your defense stays healthy. And maybe you put a different scheme I mean, in and, and you get kind of hot. Tampa Bay is
0: a little bit higher pick. And as we mentioned on the show. Maybe the most underrated linebacker core
1: in the league. If, if they're healthy, fact. those guys, they can, the David, there's Michael three Alexander. of them. They, they can absolutely I mean, fly. I mean, it's, uh, they, they've got some stuff there.
2: All right, the top two jobs then. Uh, I think I know which direction you guys are going. Uh, Cleveland 1, New York Jets 2.
0: Cleveland 1, Gap,
1: Jets 2. Got it. Yes, but here's my problem. So the Jets have, what, 115 million, depending yeah. Yeah. on who they get, 120 A of, of cap space? Yeah. And you had the guy.
2: Yeah, you have right? Sam Darnold for
1: sure. But you don't have a lot of other pieces for that guy. It's a lot no. like Arizona. But you have a lot of good have young like none. Got a lot of good young defensive players. Yeah. You've had some picks. Yeah. But you're going to change from Todd Bowles, three, four, multiple schemes, whoever the next head coach yeah. is, and you might not have the personnel for that to be the same defense. They have a little bit longer window and they don't pay a ton for New York. Yeah. And you're in New York. Yeah, it's there's still pressure. I you're, know You're getting annihilated like, by the media. They're not the
0: Giants, but there's still there's a lot of pressure
1: right. in that city. Now, on the flip side of that, everybody's talking about you don't have anything to lose in Cleveland because it can only be up from here. Bullshit. Oh, next year's expectations. The last seven good. weeks were, it's AFC North or bust. Yeah. yeah. Cleveland fans are going crazy. They think they, they now dominate the, the they AFC North. We're
2: talking about scenarios that could play out this year for them to get into the playoffs. And they were close. And they were yeah, close. Course.
1: So I mean, whoever takes that job now has... Significant oh. pressure, and if they don't keep Freddie Kitchens, yeah. and that offense doesn't look the same for, that it did the last eight weeks, man, you got serious pressure. That's sure. that's why yeah. I don't. I don't have Cleveland as like the far away best job. Yeah, it is because I think they this can one, win they, the AFC North, they have and the I most think talent of any of the jobs, and though. they still have catch base. Yeah. yeah, so they can get even better and picks. And now and Baker, you know, yeah. Cleveland's not a place free agents want to go. That's but They do cool. want to go play with Baker. Yeah, they do. They Cleveland Especially all of a sudden. Guys. All of a sudden, Cleveland has swag and LeBron's gone. Right? Yeah. Guys want to yeah. go there, and if they're winning, it'll change. Like, like I mean, let's, let's be honest.
0: Like, is Baltimore a vacation destination? No. no. But if you win enough and you have good coaching.
2: Yeah, it's a place you want players to play. Players will go there. For sure. And now – But if you're a
1: skilled position guy, you're, football you're football. not wanting yeah. to go play with Lamar Jackson. You're one to go play with Baker. Yeah. Right for sure.
2: For a pass catcher, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think Baker makes that job the sexiest job in the NFL right now. I think that's – you have it.
1: your quarterback, running back, number one receiver, number two receiver, number one tight end, yeah. decent offensive line, ton of players yeah. on defense, yeah. and high have, drafting and again, a and yes. cap space. Yeah, yes. you have room. That's why – but you do have pressure. Yes. I heard somebody say on ESPN the other day – Cleveland's the job. You can only go up. No, you can't. Oh, no, you can't. You could can fall back to six and ten, five and eleven. You're still
2: playing in a division with Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. And Cincinnati
1: with talent. We just yeah, talked about. Uh, it. That's I, not the best job because of all the yeah. crap that goes with it. But, but if Andy Dalton's healthy, AJ Green's healthy, you now have Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, like.
2: That's yeah. a talented offense. They can step up, put 40 team.
1: on you and lose. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. No, they can ins-
1: cause you some problems. I mean, look what happened in the, in the Pittsburgh game.
0: So
2: They let's can talk- cause you some
0: problems, even against teams that aren't as good as them.
2: Let's yeah. talk about a little uh, – let's maybe make some predictions here. What What do you think is going to happen? Maybe you don't have to go through all the jobs, but let's let's say what What scenarios do you see playing out? What do, who do you think is going to get hired in Cleveland? Who do you think is going to get hired in
1: some of these spots? I still think Dorsey gets hired in Cleveland. I, I think the relationship there – uh, with the Green Bay guys that are in the front office, McCarthy, McCarthy, McCarthy West, yeah, Dorsey, Dorsey. Yeah. Well, yeah, Dorsey, will hire Dorsey, McCart- 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 yeah, uh, but I don't know that it's done. They're interviewing mm-hmm. a lot of guys. They cast a really wide net. So yeah. There's a bunch of them that are make you scratch your head, kind of people. Yeah, um, New York is very interesting because I think Adam Gase is probably the guy they want. Yeah. They want to go offense as well, and you always go opposite of what you just had. Yeah, right?
2: yeah he's linked to the Cardinals and Jets job right now. Adam Gase. And Denver.
1: Yeah, And Denver. Nobody's throwing that out there, but it's definitely Denver, too. Um, I think Denver's more likely than the Arizona job for him.
2: You guys think think Hugh Jackson gets back in the mix? No, No, I I think think he's
1: going to Minnesota. Yeah, and I think his relationship with Mike Zimmer and the offense, if you're Hugh, you're going there and you can get yeah. back in the game yeah. because you yeah. can put and, up and, serious number. And,
0: and I know we all laugh at Hugh Jackson now because of what the last two years were in Cleveland, but he was a pretty darn good OC. Damn really. good uh, offense. So I Got that Browns. Damn good offense. I mean, the
1: guys like him. He'll put. He'll do a really good job. And his relationship with the head coach, yes. is, is that goes back to what I said earlier. Yep. Your guys and what we do. Why did DiFilippo get fired? They threw it more than anybody else in the league and didn't run the damn ball.
2: Yeah, you didn't do what – Zim they wants his defense fresh Zim. so they yeah. can go out there and play. Yeah.
1: Hugh Jackson's going to want to and, do what the head coach wants uh, to do. If we, if we look back at what Minnesota has, have, you have Kirk
0: Cousins, you have you have Thielen, Diggs, Cook, Carson Palmer, Chad Johnson, TJ Hushmanzada, Corey Dillon. They're running, you're looking at yeah. the pieces that Cincinnati had under Marvin Lewis when you had Hugh Jackson and Mike Zimmer. Who's going to go through? It would yeah. be Corey Dillon. Yes. yes, it's going to go through. Cook and, and what himself. they have in Minnesota? You, you t- try to compare it, those two, it, two it, rosters Ericsson. on offense and go, okay, I can see where the connection is there. Yeah. Got to go a little bit deeper than just looking at what he did in Cleveland. Yeah, that makes that makes sense.
2: How about Jim Caldwell? You guys think he gets back in the mix? He's linked to the Browns, the Packers, and the Cardinals right now. I think
1: he should. And the names that I'm hearing in Arizona, if Gase doesn't want this job and wants one of the other ones, I don't know how you do better better as Arizona Cardinals than Jim Caldwell.
2: Yeah, I think I think he's, I think he's a good yeah. yeah, I think he's a good fit, and I think he's a damn good head coach. I mean, I, I, I when he got fired, I thought it was a mistake, and I I I think. I think it's looking pretty good that it was a mistake when they fired him. I mean, I just – I I thought he deserved to to coach there. They've been there've been in a tough division for Offensive a long guy, time. Offensive
1: guy, track record with quarterbacks. How um, about – And he's a veteran guy that's going to put a good staff together. He knows what he wants to do if you let him do it. And I think
0: this year was good evidence that he did more with less in Detroit. The last yes. last
2: couple of years. Yes. So let's talk – this is the last one I want to ask you about because I know how Jamie feels about this, and I want to get Jake's thoughts. Josh McDaniels, okay – So, the whole thing that happened, the shenanigans, because that's the only word to describe what happened last year. He takes the Indianapolis job, turns around and says, no, I don't want the job anymore. Then basically what comes out of this whole equation is that there was a conversation between ownership, Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, that he is the succession plan. He's going to take over when and if Bill decides to go ride on Kumbaya and leave the NFL. Now, he is linked to one job. He has been. He is linked to the Packers' job. This is supposedly, he is not interviewing. He turned down Cincinnati. He Which turned is the down. Polar him.
1: opposite of everything he said that he wants. Yeah. moving forward.
2: So, Jamie, I, I, I would like,
1: much rather link him to New York. Yes, and a young quarterback to yes. work with than Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Yeah. So,
2: Jamie, I'll let you go off on this one because this one is so. It's interesting to me. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I'm thinking to myself, I go. Okay, so what did happen last year then?
0: So one of two things happened. Look, I will go to my grave not believing that a quarter million dollars made the difference with you taking the head coach job in <laughs> Indianapolis and you staying in New England.
2: No, no. So
0: one of two things happened. Not with Andrew Luck. If he takes this job, then I don't believe this succession, the succession plan is actually in place. Yes. That this didn't happen the way we think it is. Okay. The other thing that could have happened is maybe he went there and maybe there was some bad news on Andrew Luck. At that particular moment. Because if you remember, at that point in of the offseason, Andrew Luck wasn't throwing for. a football. Yeah. So maybe he walked in there and maybe he was like, okay, what's the deal with Andrew? It's like, well, uh, maybe we don't have this great report. He's not throwing the ball yet. And then he goes, yeah, this
2: well, is if like I have the- to walk
0: into a season with like a Curtis Painter yeah. as my starting quarterback, because oh, wow. if I screw up again, like he knows this. If I, if I fail at my second coaching he head- job. Was,
1: he was the guy we're talking about the first time. Yeah. It was terrible.
0: If I fail at my second job.
2: It's over. Yeah, he's not getting I'm not
0: getting it. another job.
2: Yeah.
0: So – to me, I'm starting to lean toward if he actually does take this job. And there's one thing to listen. It's another thing to actually take it. If he does take this job, then I'll believe that it was he got some bad news on Andrew Luck initially. I just
2: think of all the jobs here to take, though. The Green Bay job, to me, doesn't make any sense because the expectations are no. incredibly high. Incredibly high. And, your and window they're, unre-
1: they're unrealistic.
2: And unrealistic. They're only
1: high. They are, they're yeah. unrealistic And
2: your window is small. Cleveland,
1: Cleveland has expectations. Yeah. But those are reachable. I'd much rather, yeah. if I'm him,
2: one, well, you take got a, a stupid drive.
1: rich owner that will pay you a lot of money. Yeah. Yes. Not that he's a stupid person, but he's stupid, stupid rich. Yeah, rich. Stupid rich. Yes. You're getting the big contract. Yes. But you can go win. Yeah. That's a better job. Go to New York and build it in your image because they'll give you total control. Or wait a year. Like, I don't think that Patriot shop is all that attractive when, without Brady. And That's what know, I'm about Jack? to say. So the coach you so wait thing waiting yeah. is if Brady's not Brady eventually, and Gronk she is would. damn sure not Gronk anymore, no. that team is still going to be on a decline. For sure. okay? Now you still got Belichick, and they're always going to be in it. By the time you take over, it's because Bill it doesn't think that they're any good anymore. Yes. Yeah,
2: it's because Bill wants Just to walk away. now,
1: get paid. You do this for a living, and go build. Plus, but that's not chip. the job to take. Like in retrospect, no, like the Colts'
0: job was. But yeah. I understand why because of what we thought that defense was last year pre-draft. We didn't know if Andrew Luck could ever, would ever play again. I get why there's the concern there, but now. I mean, to me,
1: to take the leaf for that Packers job, that just doesn't make much sense. So I'll go. I'll go, I'll give you a couple guys for each job. Yeah. Arizona wants offense. Yeah. I think they want Gase. Now that McCarthy said no, I don't think they're going to get it. Yeah. I, and they're not talking to Jim Caldwell, as far as I know. But I think he'd be a great. Fit yeah, there. I
2: think it's. That's I think another around.
1: guy they should talk to is, is Chuck Pagano, who's interviewed for three jobs. Yeah. I don't know that's going to happen. The New York Jets, I think, is where Adam Gase ends up, and I think that's where they're leaning. With Mike McCarthy, another chance to be there. Yeah, I still don't know what's going on in Cleveland. I'm hearing all kinds of conflicting stuff, which leaves some really weird stuff. I think Brian Flores gets one of these jobs. I think They're he Miami. might end up in Miami. Yep. Um, I can. It makes sense, kind of, sure. in the division. He's the young, but that's another yes. big time unproven guy. When you just went with Gase, who's an unproven guy, that that leaves a weird one. Yeah. I think
2: I don't. Un- I don't understand firing Gase for that higher. Who knows in Cincinnati? I so. But I,
1: I'm hearing like maybe Vance Joseph could have a shot. At, at that job. Yeah, I don't know who what just, you just yeah. got fired for not doing a good job. I, I don't know what you saw in Denver that would encourage you. Like, but, I mean, but they're, they're Hugh Jackson is not getting the entire job. Okay. And to no. Stephen A. Smith's point, if I just fired Marvin Lewis, why am I listening to you who you think should be the next guy? Yeah. Who he gave Hugh his support to get the job. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, Denver, always a wild card. I think yeah. Gates yeah. could end up, they bad, could end up yeah. paying more because the Jets Denver. don't pay that much. Yeah. But I think Gates really wants to have a young guy to mold. The quarterback the, thing. The Jets got to figure out their ownership situation too, right
0: now, with their main owner that's an ambassador and the Suns. Like, so they yeah. have to kind of figure out who's making that call For
1: sure. in New York too. Yeah, that that is a fact. What I'm hearing out of Green Bay is, regardless of what they said in the press conference, Aaron Rodgers is holding the keys to the kingdom, of course, as we all know. Of
0: course he is.
1: Philbin and that staff might stay intact, with some with a few changes here and there. And now please, they might, they oh might, please,
2: oh please, they might go get that? McDaniels,
1: and they might, he might have to keep Philbin.
2: Green Bay is the job that has had the least amount of people linked to it yeah. right now. Well, it's, Jim
1: Caldwell interviewed Chuck Pagano yeah, interviewed, but
2: legitimate shots. It's basically they want yeah. J- Josh McDaniels, and that's basically all. Yeah, or it
1: work. might stay intact. Yeah. Uh,
2: Yikes! Green Bay is going to. Uh, Green Bay fans are going to lose their minds if Joe. It's Trump not an attractive job.
1: There. It's really no. Not. It's not
2: an attractive job, which I think they're finding out right now. It's
1: a uh, two years and you're. Three years you're without Aaron Rodgers. And well, you they, might be without him for half of those years because he no. might get hurt. I at mean, the end
2: of the day, people didn't want – like I, I get it. Mike McCarthy, they weren't playing well. But amongst the NFL coaching fraternity, that fire did not sit well with anybody. That was – look. you saw it, multiple yeah. NFL coaches come out verbally at their press conference and talk about that. Don't think that that wasn't – don't think that coaches are not looking at that going, eh, this group, that's, not, that's not great because he went to the playoffs 9 of 11 seasons, won a Super Bowl, and the only two seasons that they didn't go to the postseason were seasons when Aaron Rodgers was hurt. Yeah. So that's that's not it's great. This
1: year. One other name I want to mention that we haven't thrown out there that I think deserves consideration and one of the guys I think deserves to have a shot as a first-time yeah. guy is Eric Bieniemy.
2: Okay. Yeah. He's on the Peterson,
1: list. Peterson left Andy Reid and won a Super Bowl. Nagy left Andy Reid and went and won the division. Yep. The enemy's been there for all that. He played in the league. Great report to the players. He's paid his dues. Running back coach, quarterback coach, offense coordinator. Yeah. If you're going to take a flyer on a dude.
2: That's the guy. Look at recent
1: history. There's a reason he's interviewing. It's not all Rooney Rule stuff. No. But he's a guy that deserves to be talked about in the show. Where we're talking about all these candidates. Yeah. If I'm Arizona and I'm going to take a flyer on Kingsbury or uh, the offense coordinator in Indianapolis, some of the guys are being linked to, or even gaze,
2: take, a, take a shot on the
1: enemy. I, you just took a shot on a flyer and it didn't work. So like, it's shocking to me that we're even talking about those guys. <laughs> you think you would go back to like
2: somebody proven somebody been there done that? Experience. But he yeah.
1: deserves consideration at all of these, and I, from all accounts, he's a good interview. He's Another guy that's been in the league.
2: One of the Mm -hmm. one of the best features I saw all season long was Fox did a feature on Andy Reid and all of the coaches that are now Mm -hmm. coaching in the league that have worked underneath him, and they all sat down at a table. You had John Harbaugh sitting down. I mean, it was it was an incredible piece that they put together. Because it's not just Andy
1: Reid; it goes back to Mike Holmgren. John Gruden was on that staff with him. He technically came from Andy Reid and Mike Holmgren. It's an
2: impressive impressive group of of men that have worked underneath at times. Andy Reid, and I think that's that's where you look at that and you go, okay, let's look at let's look at what these coaches have done. So go back training. to my point.
1: We'll finish up the coaching thing with this. Yeah, that's the, the perfect segue. to Exactly how I started this. Who the hell are you hiring? And who are they hiring? Yes, Andy Reid is obviously great, like Bill Belichick, at finding guys that are talented, they're young, sure. they can come up, and I can replace a guy that I lost with another guy that I got in mind for that job. Because he's been there and done that, and knows what he wants to do. For sure. If you're hiring some of these other guys, regardless if they came from that or not. By the way, Andy Reid ain't letting his good guys go with Eric Biennale. Yeah. or Peterson no. or now Frank Reich or or Nagy. They're not. Nobody's going with them. No. So they better have roots to go out and get the other stuff. The great thing with Nagy was he didn't have to bring a defense coordinator. No. Yeah. Bieniemy may be able to have a go get a job that he can do that and, and keep that guy. Um, that goes. Like, How are more proven guys not up for these jobs just because they were in a place that they failed once? Chuck Devano didn't fail, by the way.
2: You want to know why? Because the whole league okay, is trying to find Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan. Well, I'll tell you you again
1: for the 15th time on this podcast, don't grow on trees, and they don't exist. Good luck. Gacy is is the next guy in that list. That fits in
2: that mold, yes.
1: But he's not a son of a coach or a longtime personnel guy that did it. He was a GA at LSU, I think, and then kind of worked his way up.
2: Yeah, but he has And he experience. got lucky and got Peyton Manning. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yes. And he now has experience as a head coach, so I throw him in that category. But th- those guys, they're not out there.
2: No, they're so not. If, if they're
1: not out there, don't try to recreate the wheel. Hire somebody that can solidify your franchise. You know what? You just fired your coach. Yeah,
2: that's There's exactly, a reason
1: you, you weren't very good.
2: That's why I, I think people, instead of going, you know, if you're Arizona or you're any of these guys, instead of go, trying to go make – a splash, no. you know, you're trying to go, you're trying to go win a press conference in a, in a sexy way. You're trying to go get the guy that's going to make, uh, that's going to, you know, set the world on fire from an offensive perspective. Harrison's honor
1: is the perfect example. They tried that last year and they're doing it again because they got it wrong,
2: which doesn't make, Don't any sense make the
1: same me. mistake. Yeah. Just, if you win the press conference, great. You still got to win games or you're hiring thank another you. guy That's Again. all that matters. Thank right. you. That's all that matters. All
2: right, let's talk postseason because there are a lot of good games this weekend. I'm obviously fired up for the Bears game, but we got to talk about three games because they're the last game here. The Indianapolis Colts face off against the Houston Texans in Houston. Houston is a one-point favorite at home. I know where I'm leaning, and I think I know where the two of you are leaning but let's break this game down a little bit. What Jake, I'll let you go first. What do you think is going to happen in this one?
1: Yeah, you know, I like what Houston's done all year, but we've said it, and Jamie, I sit here and talk about it every week. They keep winning games, but it's just not that impressive. Yeah. And they don't have a giant home field advantage. The secondary is weak. They get after the passers, so that helps their passing numbers. Sean Watson's been good. Hopkins has been phenomenal. Yeah. They've run it okay. But they were just okay while they did that. They won nine in a row and lost that tenth game to Indy. And they were just okay. Yeah. Indy won nine out of ten and got hot. Yeah. They laid one dud against Jacksonville, had a phenomenal game plan. They couldn't get it done on the road. I'm going with Indy. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great game. I'm going to go Indy 27-23. I think they go down there and they get it done. Andrew Luck is not scared of this team. No. He's not scared to go in there and do it. He's he not scared of, scared scared of anybody. anybody, yeah. And you know what? They have nothing to lose. And they have a head coach that says, we ain't going for two because we ain't going for the damn – or we're not, we're not kicking it. We're not going we ain't going for go two. We ain't going to play it for time.
2: Yeah. They're
1: going to go down there and, and let it fly.
2: I love and that And I, I think
1: yeah. Houston has pressure. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: They have expectations.
2: Yeah, they're healthy. Indy started one that and that five. Idea. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I just I think that plays right into Andrew Luck's hands. Indian,
2: Indianapolis is just happy to be there, right? Whereas Houston had some expectations. Deshaun Watson coming back. This defense, JJ Watt's healthy yeah. again. J'day Van Clowney was healthy most of the year. This defense been pretty swaggy all year long. But it's when they, when it's evenly matched like this, and I look at the quarterback position and I go, "Is a big. I love Deshaun Watson." There's a big difference between Deshaun Watson say. and Andrew Luck.
1: Both of these guys will fight you to the end. Sean sure. Watson just has something about Massey. him that, that wins games. Yeah. And I think a lot of reason they won a lot of games because he has that about him. Yeah, you know sportier. who has more than that? Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck. And he ain't stopping until the clock hits four zeros. And if he has the ball in his hand and it's close, I've seen it too many times. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I just... I, I just – I don't feel great about it because I'm going to pick three of the free-and-road teams in these playoff games, well, but it just – it makes a lot of sense. There are going to me. Gonna be a lot of close games this weekend, but I
0: agree. I, I think the Colts can win this game, and I think they should win this game. I, this is a rare thing. I can't believe I'm saying this, and I never would have believed this at the beginning of the year. The most protected quarterback in the NFL this year was – was. <laughs> yes, he was. I don't know how, how long, how many years it's been to it's Indianapolis. It's about After, damn
2: time, Indianapolis. This is the
0: first time in 50 years that the most sacked quarterback, Deshaun Watson, is going to face the least sacked quarterback in a postseason matchup in Interesting. I, Look, Jadavion Clowney's been an absolute monster for a month and a half now. Yep. He's really becoming the player that everybody knew he could be. J.J. Watt has probably lost a half a step, but is still one of the best players in the league even with that, that half-step loss. The problem is that the Colts protect the quarterback extremely well. Andrew Luck is playing his best football right now. T.Y. Hilton is playing out of his mind, even though he's yeah. not fully healthy. They actually have a running game. That's the, first that's the best point you ball made ball right it.
1: there. You know how you stop Jaden County? You yeah. run it at him, Yep. Yeah. and, and you can. play action off of it. And they can. If they can get that's and that's why I think they'll win. The yep. of your points. I think they're going to establish the run and stick with it. Play action off of it, which they've been have a lot of success yep. with Ebron and, and T.Y. Hilton. And that secondary is weak. Yeah, so sure, you have yeah. to get home to Andrew Luck, which nobody is. We just talked about mm-hmm. that. And if they run it at all. I, I think that's really where – and Indy's defense, I've talked about for, all year like last year. Damn good. Darius Leonard's
0: all, yeah. all pro today. Like I mean, that, that defense is damn good. I, I think the Colts can match up with the Texans pretty much everywhere on the field. And right now, to me, if I get a gun to my head, i got to rely on one of the quarterbacks and yeah. one of the teams the way they're playing right now. I'm going to take Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts in this game. It'll be a close game. It's a one-score game, but I think the Colts go on the road and win. Yeah. To your point, too, I think all of these are going to
1: be – this is going to be a really I think good game really, really of football.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a really fun weekend, as it should be. These games should all be close. These teams should be As I keep hearing now, odds. you know what?
1: They're in the playoffs. They're all good. <laughs> really. Thanks for the revelation. Yeah. I keep hearing <laughs> on <to> you. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. That's Thank the whole you. point. Thank
2: this. you for that. Uh, the NFC game uh, on Saturday night is the Seattle Seahawks going into Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys are two point favorites at home. I've thought of, I think I've thought about this game more than I thought about any of the other games. And I think it's because. Seattle has this. I, I've, I've described it to Jamie, and it's the only way I know how to describe it. Horseshoe up their ass. This is just how this team plays. They just, as somebody who's watched this team and had a vested interest in watching them lose, it is so frustrating to watch Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson because they have something, they and have I, something. It, it's it's hor- the only way I know how to describe it is horseshoe up their ass because that's the only way. There's lucky plays that are not describable by word other than luck. And I, if I was going to pick any team to go on the road and mix it up, even though they're less talented, it's the Seattle Seahawks because they have Russell Wilson throwing the football. I don't know that
1: they're less
0: talented. Go ahead, Jamie. Yeah, you know, Ryan, I, I, I thought about this game a lot, and I've gone back and forth. I, yeah. I initially came in the week thinking I was going to pick Dallas. I'm going to go with Seattle here. I've, I've dived in this really deep, and, and here's where I think the difference in this game is going to lie. The number one quarterback this season on third down, Russell Wilson. Yeah. The worst red zone offense in the NFL this season. Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. So what I think when you're playing, yeah. when you talk about two teams that are built to play close games, I don't yeah. think either one of these teams is going to pull away. I look at what Seattle does on third down and look what they do in the red zone. I look what they do since Doug Baldwin's come back in that lineup, since yeah. KJ Wright has been playing on the defensive side. I look at that Seattle team and I think if this game is going to come down to one or two key plays on third down, third and mediums, in the red zone, and right now, I have more confidence that Seattle can pull that off. Seattle is not running the ball as well as Zeke, but they can run it pretty damn well with Chris Carson and, and Rashad Penny and come and Mike Davis and company. I think they can match. This is a really actually good matchup for Seattle I because agree. what Dallas does poorly, Seattle does well. And if we want to take throw all that out of the picture and just look at the quarterbacks,
1: I'm going to take Russell Wilson over to Dak Prescott yeah. all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. Yeah, it's. Dallas is going to run it, and you can run it on Seattle a little yes. bit. But they have really been good at taking away the big play. Amari Cooper, I think, will not. And he hasn't been a, he's been non-existent for previous. Yeah, four so. catches for 26 yards or whatever, like four weeks in a row. He's not going to have a big game. And I don't think Zeke is going to have enough playing Bobby Wagner on every play. Zeke so can go for 125 and a touchdown. I don't think not. they win because I think Russell Wilson gets it done. They're going yeah. to stick with the run. Yeah. But Dallas is, that defense has been good, and they've been after the pass. The problem is Russell Wilson with his legs, not to run but to make plays. When it breaks down, Uzi's been friggin' phenomenal. Yeah. Like he's gonna shut somebody down. But you so can only go shut, to him, go down for, go go to shut him down. You're gonna shut him down for so long. Lockett's been phenomenal. Baldwin coming back to your point. I, they I always say take
0: somebody too. The Seahawks always have. The, who is the guy in the Super Bowl? I'm blanking his name because he's never literally never did anything since then. I
1: know he's in is. New York
0: now playing yeah. slot. Uh, yes. I, I but saying, But, like, maybe, Jets, but okay. maybe that's the David Moore role this year. Maybe yes. he's the guy that that, that you know so these just I'm just
2: telling you that's part of the, too many the horseshoe okay? This the it, the play will break down and it'll be the most it it will be the most undescribable stupid play you have ever seen and Russell Wilson will turn something that should be a, a loss of 17 yards into a 50 yard bomb and a touchdown. Eventually, I mean, i You can't call it times. luck; you just
1: got to call it special because he's yeah, done he it for special. so many years now. He is it's special. not really lucky. He makes it happen. Him and Doug Baldwin together. It seems like that's always the guy that does spin he around, is. throw it out of bounds, left handed between I, your legs, and yeah. he catches it.
2: Whatever it is, I'm going
1: with Seattle on this one too. Yeah. I think 24-20. I think it's a really good game. I just think Russell Wilson has more, more, and that's it's almost the exact same thing I just said. It's a very similar game to Indianapolis. Usually. Yeah, yeah. You
2: yeah. just, just have Russell Wilson just has it. Yes. He just has whatever that is. He yeah. has it, and it seems to shine in the postseason more so than it even does in the regular. Season. Should be an
1: awesome atmosphere, but that's not going to bother Seattle at all. No, they're, they're used to the not. noise. Like Things, it's yeah.
2: it's not. that's not going to be hard for them. There's not going to be any weather issues or anybody. So I think it's. I think that kind of overrules everything. Chris Matthews
0: was the receiver, by the way, for the one half of good football that he yeah. played in the NFL. I was thinking curse. No, not even yeah. Jermaine Curse. You know, Chris yeah. Matthews. Remember the then awesome he first the half against the Patriots, yeah. and then never showed up again.
2: That is so funny. All right, <laughs> L.A. Chargers going on the road to play the Baltimore Ravens. That is the Sunday, if you live in Arizona, mid-morning game. The Baltimore Ravens are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. One of the more intimidating environments to go play in is definitely Baltimore. Uh, As Jamie described to me yesterday as we were talking about these games a little bit, West Coast teams going east to play early morning kickoffs has, there's a trend.
1: Chargers are under 500 the last two years. Philip Rivers, is 2-0 scenario. in playoff games and East Coast kicks at 1 o'clock. Ooh,
2: interesting. There, there's my answer. All right, to answer.
1: all, all got right. to tell you where I'm going with this okay. for, for, for a couple reasons. Years. Phillip Rivers can go anywhere and kick your ass, and he's going to try to. I don't care if it's cold. I don't care if it's blustery. I don't care if he's throwing knuckleballs. It's going to get where it's going. He's, gonna, he's no way he's played as bad as last time. Baltimore defense has been quarterback killer for a month. You know, fantasy and every other way.
2: Just so you know, it's going to be 51 and sunny on exactly. Sunday. Exactly. So, so in Baltimore.
1: It, yeah. it ain't going to matter. Yeah. It is really hard to beat a team twice in a season, much less twice in five weeks. That, that The Chargers defense is better than people give them credit for. They're getting healthy. Melvin Gordon back, and I just can't see Phillip Rivers. Ken Wiz and Hunt, that relationship, not coming up with an answer for that defense because Baltimore had to win that game. They threw everything in the kitchen sink at them. There's nothing that they're going to come up with that they haven't seen or that they can't go back and look from previous years and study. I just, I'm leaning on Philip Rivers, better quarterback, yep. and the fact that it's really hard to beat a team twice in a month. I, I, I just, that. I don't care that it's this on the is, road.
2: This game is the most of a most of a toss up to me.
1: Yeah, I and, think it's really and, and tough. And to Baltimore's this a game. wild card because Lamar Jackson has. He's defying everything. Yeah, playing really well. Should be seven and zero as a starter. Lost yes. in, in overtime to Kansas City. I'm going. I'm going the opposite way here,
0: uh, and I can make the argument for the Chargers, but I'm going the opposite way here. One and again, yeah. I think it's really close. It's a, again a close so game. I'm going to take the Chargers
1: twenty-four twenty-one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's I a think a close close game. All these are field goal games. It's
0: one score. I, I do have the concern the Chargers going over there. I know Rivers is two and zero with that kick, that's saying. But Rivers hasn't been in the postseason for a number of years now. I'm looking at what this Philip Rivers and Chargers teams have done. In the last two seasons, they have struggled against even against mediocre teams going over there. I love Baltimore's defense. I love the way they're playing. I do. I do have concern where, as good as their safeties are overall, they are slow and yep. they can get some of these fast chargers. Receivers so can get by them. The one concern I do have is we have never seen Lamar Jackson play a same team twice.
2: Yeah.
0: We have never seen what a team can adjust to Lamar Jackson after they've played him. That would be my big concern if I'm a Ravens fan going into this week. I just think they run the ball like nobody else has. I'm not in love with the way Phil Rivers has been playing the last few weeks. I'm not in love with the road scenario here. I do think this is a four- or five-point game at most,
1: So I'm going to go with the, the Ravens to win it and cover here. I'm going I'm to throw out you guys have heard me say it a million times, and that was a great point that I even thought about. Defensive coordinators are pretty damn good yeah. when they've seen it. You yeah. give an offseason or a second go around at it, oh, man, we got this wrong the first time. And like I go back to the Ravens had to play well and win that game, yeah. or they're not even in the playoffs. So there's nothing that they're going to – there's the wrinkle that they've yeah. got, but there's not going to be a lot that they haven't seen. That would be a magnificent – I don't ball. feel good. I just picked no. three road teams in the playoffs. But yeah.
0: If I'm Baltimore, to make the opposite argument, the thing I'm concerned about, we haven't seen Lamar Jackson face the same team twice, where adjustments are
1: made. Lamar Jackson leads the league in fumbles. Yes. Yeah, he's not got throwing it. the ball turnovers, but he's turning the ball over there. Weather won't be an issue. If Baltimore just sticks with the run, regardless if they get down, their yeah. defense is good. – they're going to be in the game. Yes. For sure. There's a reason they went – but down the turnovers thing. more
2: so fumbles for Lamar Jackson yeah. could be the difference maker in this. Yeah, the Rivers
1: yeah. threw a pick on the
0: first play of the game last time. Yeah, Yeah. So, and going back to this, this is when I teased all week that the skeletons and the claws in the, closet, the AFC divisional round. This is why I'm picking the Colts and I'm picking the Ravens here. So, what that means for next week, if that falls out, do you have Colts go to Kansas City? And if you remember that 38 to 10 game, the Chiefs were leading. It wasn't in Kansas City, but 38 to 10 they led on the Colts. They lost that playoff. Yeah. Also, trivia question. Who's the last Chiefs quarterback to win a home game in the postseason?
2: Andy Reid's lost seven straight home games. Six straight. They lost six straight home games. John
0: Green. John Green, what do you think?
2: I'm.
0: I'm going to say it's Trent Green. Joe well. Montana was oh, the wow. last. I was gonna, I was going to say, say Joe. So I it. I thought that Trent point, did after that, and then we we know we work with a few Patriots fans, and what do they say whenever I say, "Do you want to welcome Baltimore hell to the no. into Gillette Stadium?" It's the
2: only. Where, it's the only team that they do not want coming in. So, to Fox.
0: I Fox. think both those teams win this week, and think we have that skeletons in the closet matchup next week in the AFC, where two teams that there's a lot of bad history for the favorites against the underdogs. That
2: is that is the exact scenario that I hope plays out because I want that storyline for an entire week and I want both of those teams to be able to go in and knock off the one and two. Because I think if there is any possibility for that to happen, it's got to be those two teams leaving and going to match up oh. against the big bad Patriots and, and Kansas yeah. City who's looked untouchable at times this year.
0: And on the side note, I know, I know I'm know not picking the Chargers to win, but if they win, there is a fairly reasonable path for them to actually host the AFC Championship game. Interesting. Because if if you if you believe in Andrew Luck and the Colts, okay. and you believe they can go in to Houston and go into Kansas City and win those games, all of a sudden, if the Chargers can take care of business, because you can argue they're a better team than Baltimore, I agree. you can argue on a neutral field. I know it's not where they're playing, but you can argue they're a better team than Baltimore. Yep. They're a more talented team than New England. Yes. All of a sudden. Mm-hmm. You could create a realistic scenario where the Chargers, if they take care of business, are actually hosting the AFC Championship game despite finishing as a wild card game.
2: That would be wild. All right, the last Home game. Home field
1: advantage in the stub-up center. So yeah, yeah. 30,000 strong.
2: 30,000 strong, that's correct. All right, the last game, Sunday mid-afternoon, 2.40 kickoff. Philadelphia Eagles going on the road to face the Chicago Bears. This is the biggest point spread of the weekend. Six and a half favorites for the Chicago Bears Obviously, Nick Foles will play in this game. He's a little bit banged up. He obviously went out of last week's game. Oh man, I I'm, like. What do I, you
1: think? You just <laughs> you just stop talking. We know we know what you think. The Bears win fifty to two.
2: I don't. Th- I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a, a close game, but I do think that they win by two scores. This I the, think they win by the 10 one. Points. That I
1: feel really good about. That I don't think it's going to be that close. I don't think Nick Foles makes it out of the first half because I think this defense That's is going to go. Nuts. Yes, Philly got hot. and no, I wouldn't want to play them for that reason. Chicago at home has played some primetime games this year, and they've showed up at all of them. Yeah. yeah, They're running it good. Kyle Long back. They still have the razzle-dazzle when they need it, but that damn defense, when the defense is that good and they're at home, like I'm making a case for why Baltimore should be that, but Baltimore doesn't have this offense no. and the ability to be so multiple. Yeah. I, I, I think this is like a – 30 to 20. Oh, by the way. I, from, I think Chicago goes out and looks great.
2: From a record standpoint, the Bears are the hottest team in football going into this game. The only game that they lost was a Chase Daniel game on sure. the road. So it's an, yeah, a tri- bad loss to New York. Colts yeah.
0: yeah. might slightly argue that. But For sure. Short.
2: But from a record standpoint, yes. the Bears are the hottest team. And Trubisky hasn't lost a game in the, over the, in the last three months. So it's that's where you look at this and I go, okay, I know that. And Philadelphia coming at me, because I've gotten this all week on Twitter, telling me that you guys are hot. Eh, You're hot-ish. Ish. Like, Indianapolis is hot.
1: Yeah, you played Florida. the Giants. You played the Redskins yes. with nothing left. And yeah.
2: the Bears did you a favor and took care of business against Minnesota. Otherwise, this isn't even a conversation no, right. that would happen. By having. the
1: way, that was a big win for the Bears. Hell they yeah. had to play because Minnesota was trying to get in. It wasn't yeah. like they went out there and just didn't play anybody. No, on the road. That was basically a playoff game, yes. Yeah. And I picked the Vikings thinking that they would get it done to get in the playoffs. Yeah, they
2: were a seven-point favorite. They didn't.
1: The Bears <laughs> still took care of business. And how'd they do it? Defense and they ran it ran yes
2: Yeah, I just this of of all I know. Jamie, Jamie's asked me this. Multiple people have sent me this, and I and I got it a lot last week. This is this was the better scenario for me as a Bears fan because yes. I did not yes. want to play the Minnesota Vikings back to back weeks and for the third time because that would have been the and, and a divisional team, And especially
0: coming off a win. Correct. They would have, in that case, they would have beaten the Bears. In yes, week seventeen.
1: I,
2: that was the worst case scenario for me as a Bears fan.
1: And you didn't want to play the Seattle either. No, and don't I don't ever and, want to play the quarterback with correct. magic.
2: And they beat the Seahawks already this right. season, and I didn't want to have to face that again. Right. So, Jamie, what do you think is going to happen this
0: The game? only this is There's not much that could surprise me this weekend. Because I think there's, especially in the first three games, those teams are so close that Either I think way, you can make a strong case for Other than
2: a blowout, perhaps.
0: Maybe, but it would have to be an extreme blowout. Yeah. The only thing that would shock me is the Eagles winning this by multiple scores. That would yeah. be the only result this weekend that I would just be completely blown away by. The only thing the Eagles can do better than the Bears is throw the deep ball. That yeah. is it. Yeah. Literally, that is the stop. Hard stop. Period. End of story. There's nothing else the Eagles football team can do better than the Bears. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't buy. I'm not buying Nick Foles' magic. I, I just. I don't buy. I don't buy it in this case. The Bears' defense is legit. And it's the playing, best defense in football. And they're
2: playing period.
0: at home. Period. They're playing at home. I just. I, I know Nick Foles is awesome against the blitz. I know that. But I just. I can't. You I don't have, to have the blitz. In the skin.
1: The Bears get there yeah. with four. They get there with three. Yeah. I, just, I just look at this game. I just I cannot see a scenario. I talked We talked about. And by the way, they're throwing a ton with Nick Foles. Which yes, is not not going to win a Well,
0: well,
2: All right. well, that's what Kirk Cousins did, and you saw how that played out.
1: As I said to you yesterday,
0: Paige, the only scenario I can think can see the Eagles winning is if Mitch throws them the game. Yes, yes, that's the only scenario that if Mitch turns into a, a well below average quarterback and throws multiple interceptions. Is the only scenario where I can see the Eagles winning, and,
2: and I don't see that happening because I know that they're going to establish the run and they're going to run the football earlier and they're going to run it the whole game.
1: And, and you're still playing a team that has the wide nine defensive ends yeah. that if they want to smash mouth, and run behind Kyle Long, get that going, play action off of it, throw a little razzle-dazzle, throw some screens. Don't outthink yourself.
2: No. You, you yeah.
1: showed me that exactly what I wanted to see in December coming down a stretch. Nagy did a phenomenal job of going from the razzle-dazzle to – Let's run it. To and to it down
2: and, and doing what they needed to do But when still they being able to, to go
1: to it. What's the weather supposed to be like in this one? It doesn't really matter. 40, for
2: 40 degrees. Yeah. It really windy? No, it just uh, says 40 degrees and kind of overcast. Then and yeah. the interesting you don't thing have game,
1: anything crazy that's a weird outline. The other interesting thing
0: that's on the outside looking in on this game is you got two Andy Wee disciples here. Yeah. So how does Doug Peterson get his defense ready for the offense that Matt yeah. Aggie's going to run Yeah, and vice versa? So yeah. it's going to be very interesting to see how two guys that – Cut from the same cloth. For sure. Know each other very well and know what systems each other are running very well. How does that play out? But again, ultimately, there's just the talent disparity is too great in
1: this game. It's either going to be Miller or Gabriel, I think, have a big day in the slot against... The, the corners and the guys that are playing the slot for Philly have been awful all year. They yeah. have good corners, but they have not played good all year. There's yeah. going to be some big plays.
2: Yeah. Uh, any parting thoughts, guys? Anything else on the podcast? Uh, I'm just know? really
0: excited. I think there's a lot of times where we go into wild card weekend, and there are, there are a couple matches that we go, eh, you know, I'm not really yeah, looking yeah. forward to watching Cincinnati-Houston. Yeah. Like we had to for a couple years where it was like T.J. Yates versus – I was about Andy. to say, are you got a quarterback that's hurt? you got yeah. T.J. Yates playing? Versus, some, yeah. The worst quarterback playing is on the team that's the most, the biggest
1: favorite Yeah. this weekend. Mr. I think Nick Foles is the worst, team, worst quarterback but, yeah. this weekend. But yes, you're, I mean, yes, it's, yeah, it's it's going to be. You know, Philip Rivers has a chance. Yeah. If they can get through this one, like you just said, I mean, they they can make a run at this thing. No, no, Pittsburgh, New no England's yeah. down. They don't have. To, they they won't beat have to Kansas anything. City. They're not scared of Kansas City. Indy's probably the worst matchup for them. Yeah. But, but if they get them, that's a, that's a home game in the AC Championship. Yeah, so, I mean it's uh, you know got a lot of great storylines. I'm just excited that, that, it's, that it's here and it's going to be a great one. And then you know this and stuff to go back to that meant eight jobs.
2: I know that yeah. that's there could have
1: been more. Tomlin like, and Rivera got by by the skin of their teeth.
2: I was going to say, and you looked at Atlanta. I mean, they fired their whole staff. Yeah. Joey Porter got fired today, and and, and, and the Steelers are want to talk about a hot mess.
1: Oh God, mm.
2: that that is a mess that just keeps on getting messier. Yes. It's just a, Antonio Brown. Jake texted me because he was laughing at Twitter because the, you talk about the worst timing in the history of timing. Antonio Brown shows up on the masked singer at the night yeah. of all the shenanigans that's going out that's coming out about Antonio Brown. Yikes. It was uh, – listen, I still think if you uh, – to, to end on the Antonio Brown stuff, I still think Antonio Brown will be playing football for the Pittsburgh Steelers next year. I just don't see – a scenario with the amount of money that Pittsburgh owes him. That see, that's a- why
1: I think he could not be okay. Twenty-two point three million dollars. He is. It's, it's Eli, a lot of money. Eli Manning, yeah. quarterback. Yeah, it's a lot of money. But they're going to have to eat a big cap hit if they move
2: him. Yeah,
1: they'll save some money. But they'll have to eat a big cap hit if they move him. But it's the Steelers, and they will not be held captive by anybody. I.e., see, Le'Veon Bell yeah. for any answers you need on that one
2: for sure. But Mike Tomlin has come out and kind of he said Antonio Brown hasn't requested a trade. Kind of trying to kind of.
1: Well, and there was actually let, some
2: let the flame. Some die out reporting on bit. that
0: later was that he didn't really ask for a trade. He made yeah. a comment at practice like "Get me out of here." Yeah, and that got reported as he's requested a trade. Which is,
2: which I mean, sometimes in an emotional moment, I mean, that's not him walking up to Mike Tomlin going "You need to trade me." That's requesting.
1: I'll tell you what won't happen. He won't be playing for the Browns next year. Yeah, yeah, because they ain't trading him in the division to a no. team that, they're, now, that they're, now, they're that they're now scared of.
2: Yeah, no, so, they're they're not. I'm and by not, the way,
1: they own Le'Veon Bell's rights as well, so he's not just going to be a free agent to go wherever he wants. It's true. Yeah. Until they decide to, what they're not going, they're not going to match. But
2: no, no, they
1: no, can. but they can. <laughs> he's not going to Cleveland either. I wouldn't, yeah. but he no, might.
2: No, New York, Jets. New York, or yeah. Indy. New, York where he's going to get paid a lot of money. I want him to go to Indy because I want him to play with Andrew Luck. I think oh, that would be God. that would be real fun to watch. Uh, Jamie, how can everybody follow you on social media?
1: Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at Jamie Eisner on Instagram. Jake B. Arians on Twitter and Jake Arians on Instagram.
2: And you can follow me at the underscore sports page with an I on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow TD Fantasy at TD Fantasy underscore. Enjoy the playoffs this weekend and be sure to head to tdfantasy.com if you want to see what the premium picks are this week from both the guys.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform.